that's also where the confidence piece come from at the beginning I go do I really have a story to tell like am I good enough do I deserve to be here but now because I start to get a lot of people emailing me telling me how my story inspired them changed their lives and how they start and replicate similar process and get very similar results and because of that then I get more confidence that hey this is not a one-off thing yes I accidentally fell into this journey I still don't know how that happened but if you want to if you follow the footstep if you actually go out and have a hundred lunches with a hundred strangers your life gonna change too and because of that then I'm yeah I feel much better and way more confident now when I step on the stage and inspire the people to do something similar doesn't have to be exactly the same doesn't have to be lunch with strangers but something you know get out of your comfort zone and do something you want to do Hey everyone, Daniel Topor here and welcome to the Dancing With Doubt podcast, where we go deep into how leaders have overcome adversity to unleash their success and delve into the why. Why are we really here on this big, beautiful earth? Joining me today from my hometown of Melbourne, I'm excited to introduce Kaylee Chu. Having found herself in a humiliating situation because of lack of confidence, a few years ago, Kaylee decided to push her limits and set forth a challenge to have lunch with a hundred strangers. As they say, the rest is history. Kaylee has since published a best-selling book, established herself as a global motivational speaker, coach, and all-round entrepreneurial champion, having graced TV screens, radio stations, and the famous TEDx stage. Fair to say, Kaylee is an inspiring young woman, and I particularly love how she's now giving back, passionately helping people to step out of their comfort zone, connect, and unleash their potential. Truth be told, Kaylee actually approached me back in 2019 to have lunch. At the time, I wasn't in the best place dealing with numerous challenges of my own, so I passed up the opportunity. But I'm glad we've had a chance to reconnect now in 2023 and can't wait to delve into her journey and extract some of her nuggets of wisdom for all of us. In this episode, we chat about building confidence to take your career to the next level, harnessing the power of human connection to transform your life, and how to step out of your comfort zone and make that big change. So whether you're tuning in from the deserts of Morocco or poolside in Florida, I'm glad you're here. Episode 9, let's begin. Kaylee, welcome to the show. Excited to have you on here. Hi, Daniel. Good to reconnect again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Kaylee, having 100 lunches with strangers would typically send a shiver down many people's spine because, let's face it, it sounds a little daunting even to the extroverts among us. Tell us what prompted this idea and why. Wow, that's back in 2018 and I was struggling with people a long time. When I say struggling with people, I mean as an immigrant, English not my first language, I just couldn't talk to people, especially people that are non-Asian. I promise I'm not racist, so don't put me to jail or anything. It's just my little comfort zone thing that I just couldn't. I just couldn't talk to people. And then that's when I sent you the lunch invitation, which you say maybe future. <laughs> you didn't say no, but you say maybe later. So that's when I thought, okay, if I can have lunch with strangers, then maybe I can build up my confidence and able to talk to people after, which is right. I can't stop talking now and my entire life changed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds like quite the uh, quite the transformational journey. And what were you doing before you before you embarked on this journey? Were you in corporate? Uh, sort of, but not big corporates. I used to say like a small company in a financial planning company and working behind the computer, financial planning, financial planner, mortgages and things like that. So I didn't really need to talk to many people, but I do want to talk to people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And was there a particular like, a particular moment where you decided I really need to make a change? Like, was there a particular situation that you were put in that prompted this? Or did you just wake up one day and go, Hey, I want to have a hundred lunches with strangers, build my confidence up. There was, um, I remember that was really, really embarrassing that I was in a meeting and I, I was so well prepared for the meeting, but when it's my turn to speak, I froze, I froze completely. I couldn't say anything. And after that, I was just, something's got to change because I was so well prepared for the meeting, but I couldn't say anything. You know, that's that really, really frustrated because I know I can do better. And yeah, and that's when me and my boss had that Especially private chat. Prepped, right? Yes, that's right. I was so well prepped. And that's when me and my boss had this chat about, uh, we got to do something, but what can we do? Because at that time I had two young kids. I think my boys were two and four at that time. And weekends are busy with family, evenings, any parents can relate. It's just chaotic and <laughs> hard to do anything. And the only time that I've got for myself to change is lunchtime. So what can we do on lunch, during lunchtime to improve my confidence? Then we thought, okay, if you're scared of talking to strangers, then talk to more strangers. <laughs> just about getting out there into the deep end, hey? Why not? <laughs> Yeah, and and how did the how did the idea actually evolve? Because presumably, you know, going from just this concept to actually building out this really really strong personal brand as as you have, surely would have taken quite a few steps, right? And some investment. <laughs> uh, it was just by accident, really. Like nothing was planned. It was really from that meeting. Then we thought, okay, let's go and have lunch with some strangers and see what happened. And I started to send invitation on LinkedIn, inviting people to have lunch with me. And it was just a personal challenge. I was happy. And then only after I finished a hundred lunches, then I thought I'm gonna, you know, set type a thank you message like a little article on LinkedIn to share about my learnings and my journey but little did I know because I learned so much the first draft was already three and four three four thousand words <laughs> and I thought that's a little bit too long for an article then I decided to turn that into an ebook and then I start typing inviting my lunch guests to write a few words and before I know it it turned into a book and one of my lunch guests published for me, and I was very happy about that. And slowly, people started to invite me to speak, including one of my lunch guests was a TEDx organizer. I didn't even know he does TEDx before I had lunch with him, but that was really lucky that he was in the journey with me. And he, he said, you know, you've got an interesting story. You should come and do a TEDx talk. So supposedly, you need to go through all those interviews and um, all those things, but I didn't. It's just because I had lunch with him. And then slowly, more and more people invite me to speak, and wow. I became a full-time speaker and quit my job and just speak. <laughs> and that's amazing! What what an inspiring journey! Um, and fair to say, your self-confidence has probably risen since that time. 
My husband said I'm a little bit overconfident now sometimes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel so much but I think Wow. Yeah, wow. it feels feels so much better that you're able to speak up and stand for yourself sometimes and not only doing public speaking and stuff like that, but really, you know, doing something that I'm proud of now. I'm actually training other people, coaching other people to speak up and to 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 become a public speaker if they want to help them to create a brand themselves and i don't know just absolutely love what i'm doing and feeling good for myself i think that's where the confidence come from i guess <laughs> yeah yeah amazing and i guess when when you were on this journey in the initial stages um you, you said just before that you didn't really know what would come of it do you think that that's actually an important ingredient into like making it quite quite good in, in whatever you're trying to do, not putting that additional pressure on yourself? Mm, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how these things happen. Even up until now, I sometimes walk up and I go, I don't know what happened and how, how did I get here? So I wish I could give you a more clever answer, but my answer is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can replicate this as in like I know I can replicate yeah. some of the elements and help people to build their brand, but I don't know if I can yeah. Whether knowing it before or planning it before makes a difference. Sounds like you just gotta go for it and see what happens sometimes, right? <laughs> I consider myself very, very lucky. A lot of very helpful advice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, um, you know, sometimes we, like, I, I struggle to actually explain to people what I do day to day for, for my day job. Like, I'm in, I'm in tech. I do some strategy work. I do a lot of client work. But I think my wife still doesn't quite know what I do and we've been together for over 10 years. So I think I can uh, kind of understand where you're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee, um, what's, tell us, what's it like standing in front of a big stage and, and speaking to people? What's going through your mind? Um, before and during. Before and during. So before I step on the stages or before I became a public speaker? Before you, before you step on the stage. <laughs> Once upon a time, I think maybe the first few speaking gigs, I was really, really nervous. But now I get really excited when I get speaking opportunities because I think that's also where the confidence piece come from. At the beginning, I go, do I really have a story to tell? Like, Am I good enough? Do I deserve to be here? But now, because I start to get a lot of people emailing me, telling me how my story inspired them, changed their lives, and how they start and replicate similar process and get very similar results. And because of that, then I get more confidence that, hey, this is not a one-off thing. Yes, I accidentally fell into this journey. I still don't know how that happened. But if you want to, if you follow the footstep, if you actually go out and have a hundred lunches with a hundred strangers, your life gonna change too. And because of that then I'm yeah, I feel much better and way more confident now when I step on the stage and inspire the people to do something similar. Doesn't have to be exactly the same, doesn't have to be lunch with strangers, but something, you know, get out of your comfort zone and do something you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Look, the comfort zone, it's it's an interesting place to be because it's it's like this cave where you know you're safe, you know no one's going to touch you and it's all nice and comfortable and nothing's going to get you. But is that really the place where you want to live your life day in, day out? I mean, are we really not made for more? 
that's the that's the thought process going on in my head when I need to challenge myself. I think the best thing that happens out of everything uh, is the change in my kids' lives because just like me, my boys, they are now seven and nine. They used to be really, really shy as well. And I get all the comments from school saying that they're really sweet, but they don't even speak up at school and they're really shy. And now, like my older son, he's doing public speaking. He literally just last week, he just won the class speaking award. And he sometimes follow me and go on stages and and speak. <laughs> and last time he spoke in front of 200 adults. Amazing. And he's, he's so proud of himself. And watching him and his confidence grew as well, that made me really, really happy. Like the ripple effect that I didn't expect. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Did you say he was nine years old? Yes, he's nine years old. He started when he was eight, that he started to do a little bit of public speaking <laughs> and getting on stage. He doesn't do a long speech but because, you know, a keynote speech is like 45 minutes and I might do 40 minutes and let him do three minutes and him sharing what happens. And he, I think, honestly, he got a way bigger round of applause than me last time. People cheering for him and love him way more than me. Last time he... Um, he was on the stage and solving Rubik's Cube. So Asian, right? I know. <laughs> totally an Asian thing. Um, so he's solving a Rubik's Cube while he was talking. And he was like, you know, when I was first, you know, when I heard the cube for the first time, I had no idea how to solve it. But then I realized that success leaves clues. And I just need to keep doing it, follow people who's done it before, learn the algorithm. And now I'm able to solve it. Ta-da! Look at this. And everyone like, what? Like that's impressive. And then sometimes if we make mistakes, we just need to keep going and, you know, feel like lessons from Rubik's Cube. But yeah, he's doing really well and I'm so happy to watch him on the stage. Wow. Wow. Nine years old talking in front of a few hundred people. That is absolutely incredible. I think you seem to obviously have a gift with with motivating people. So everyone, if you want to learn public speaking, please uh, please contact Kaylee after this. <laughs> Thank you. Talking about that, I do have, look, I don't know if you can see, I feel like the words are, um, I don't know how to say it. Doesn't matter. Um, I'm hosting this five days to craft your speech challenge because a lot of people came to me and say, I want to learn public speaking. And I go, okay, why not? And then I'm now doing this five days challenge where within five days, they're going to get clear about their message and craft an effective speech that they're proud of and deliver it confidently without notes in five days. And yeah, I'm very proud of the program and people love it because I've done, since I started this journey, of course, I didn't just swing it. I, at the beginning, I did. But then I've done maybe 30 plus public speaking courses, plus all the experience I've spoken at maybe three, 400 stages now and combining everything into this course that I'm very happy about. <laughs> has there ever been a, uh, I'll call it a disaster, but has there ever been something that's actually gone wrong during a speech and you've had to really kind of correct on the spot and and pivot or has it all been smooth sailing uh, i'm sure there are lots of things that it's never like always smooth sailing let me think uh i remember there are multiple times usually it's a technology side of things that's went wrong like <laughs> like i because i use slides because i think we've got i've got a story to tell like i just literally go on stage and tell my story and i share the photos and videos etc and i remember there are a couple of times that 
they you know just they just do some random things <laughs> instead of the slides that they're supposed to show and I don't know what what's on the screen but then you just have to deal with it and just keep talking and go okay I don't know what's happening now but hey hey this is the photo about what I talked to you before and then just keep talking <laughs> and do whatever we can do to make the most out yeah. of the session yeah, sounds like getting a laugh sometimes uh, is is pretty good medicine. Uh, I, I know for a fact there's been some multimedia failures when I've done sort of corporate presentations, and the only way out of it is is humour. I find otherwise it gets real awkward. Yes, what else can we do? Right, we just have to keep going, and they be like, "I'm fixing it, I'm fixing it," but just keep talking, okay? I'll keep talking, and yeah, <laughs> it's not too bad. It's not disastrous, not ideal, but it's it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And um, in terms of, you mentioned before that you're hosting this this five-day boot camp. What are sort of the main elements that you tend to teach um, if, if you're trying to compress it into such a tight time frame? Uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, some people complain a little bit about, it's a little bit overwhelming because I talk too fast, right? You put in a lot of information in there um, from how to craft a speech like the structure of the speech how do you tell an engaging story um the framework of telling a story to you know how do you build your credibility as a speaker you know how do you write your own bio to i don't know um planning the speech how do you start planning the speech so from planning the speech to crafting your own bio as in like building your authority as a speaker to the effective speaking structure framework into the delivery and how to memorize the speech without notes so yeah it's quite structured and a lot of information in there and is it fair to say that based on your experience that you actually need to be quite passionate about something in order to get the delivery really on point i think that's probably the most or important thing can anyone thing. just learn anything <laughs> and and do it with enough practice I mean anyone can <laughs> be a speaker anyone can be a great speaker if you've got all the techniques and if you you know, if you know what to say, then yes, you can be a speaker, but being passionate about something definitely helps because people can feel your energy, right? They can feel like you're not reading off a script, but you're really sharing a story. And to me, those Polish speaker days are kind of gone. <laughs> As in, you know, once upon a time, all those corporate speaking conferences, they're all like really, really Polish speaker who's got the perfect speech nailed and stuff which is good, um, but now I feel like people value authenticity and they kind of like these semi-polished, you know, I know what I'm talking about, yeah. I've got a good speech, and but then it's not perfect and people relate more to stories like that. Yeah, 100%. I think if, if you look at, say, an, um, an evangelical preacher in America, the passion is just like oozing out of them. Like I'm not that way inclined, but even I sometimes get drawn into it and go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll listen to this guy for a few minutes. So I can definitely relate to, to that passion energy. What are you passionate about? What's your deeper purpose for, for why you're doing this? I really like to give those people who don't have a voice a voice, if that makes sense. And help connecting people together because strangers helped me so much in the last few years in a way that I never thought was possible. That's why I've, I'm wearing few hats at the moment. One of that is continue to spread the message about connecting people together. And I host um, lunch events, networking events, which is really, really fun. I put people in a room and they have all these one-on-one -on -one tables so that they can 
you know meet a stranger so it's not just like a networking event where you swap business cards and stuff I still have the quantity of people but I want to make sure that there's quality conversations in there so we've got those conversation starter cards with some really deep and funny interesting conversation and then during those lunch events you have a one-on-one lunch with two strangers so you have entree and main with one and then dessert with someone else so you know you have the deep conversation with someone new which is really interesting <laughs> so that's one of yeah, them sounds, then, sounds a bit like yeah. corporate speed dating <laughs> corporate speed da- uh i don't know about speed dating because speed dating is more like seven minutes 10 minutes getting through as many people as possible but this is more about deeper conversations so you mm. literally sit in front of someone new for like maybe 45 minutes so that we can get through all the not just the superficial questions but the deeper connections and interesting questions mm. excellent and do you believe that it's important to actually identify your calling in life in order to get to the next stage um, or sometimes is it okay to just drift in? I think it's not easy to say you found your calling. I definitely feel like I found my callings, especially for the last couple of years. But you don't have to, I don't think, because most of the people that I know, they still like, I'm still trying to find it. There are a few things that I like. There are a few things that I enjoy. And let's just keep working on it and see what happens. Like, my point is, don't wait till you find your callings before you do something, <laughs> because that's going to come throughout the process while working on it. You don't need to know everything and you don't need to be able to you know, find a calling before you do something, but just do something and keep working on it. Then eventually you'll be able to find your calling. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because if you if you stay in your cave of comfort zone, you're not going to get new experiences, right? You're probably not going to meet many new people. You're not going to get vibrant situations that you're putting yourself into or challenging situations. So how can you possibly find your calling if you're sitting in a cave? <laughs> Once you start getting out of that comfort zone, it sounds like at that point things may start actually happening, and you might realize, hey, ah podcasting or speaking that's for me let's try that let's give that a go (laughs) yes I think I I watched a video not long ago that's from Mark Zuckerberg and he said clarity comes after you do something and you don't need to know everything before you start and if he if he needs to know everything about connecting people before he starts then he will never build Facebook because clarity comes after you take action you don't get the full clarity before you do something so just get started and you're gonna get clearer and clearer and if you like it great if not then change and do something else and change and do something else and keep pivoting and eventually you're gonna get there yeah definitely because i guess while while you're on this journey and and even if you don't like whatever you're you're trying to do a hobby or start a business or something you're still learning skills there's still a lot of value in that Mm. because you're also ticking off things that you know that you don't want to do so that leaves less of a universe of things that you could do. Absolutely. <laughs> but I always try and find the value in in obtaining the skills. So I don't know if I'll be podcasting in 10 years time. Hopefully I will be. But if not, I've definitely learned a lot. You know, some video editing, a bit of sound engineering, connecting with amazing people such as yourself. There's value in that. We can take that away to our next life. 
Yes, and you don't know where that's going to lead you, right? And what's uh, so what's what's next for Kaylee too? Where do you see yourself heading now that you've established yourself um, with with such a strong brand and 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 you're obviously making an impact? <laughs> uh, quite a few things that I want to do. First one, I still love speaking. I I'm still doing maybe once a week, um, speaking on stages, sharing the message, empowering other people to go. You can do anything you want and you can be anyone you want and you can change your destiny. That's something that I'm really, really passionate about. And coaching, I I love it so much because that's another thing. Like, you know, things sometimes don't go as planned. For example, I quit my job and became a full-time speaker. And then we all know what happened in 2020. COVID happened and then there's lockdown and I have no income for I don't know, for a good few months. And I was like, what am I supposed to do now? Because COVID lockdown, we're both in Melbourne, the world's longest lockdown city. And, you know, there's there's no events, mm. there's no speaking gig. And that's when I pivoted and became a coach. And that's probably one of the biggest blessings in disguise because now I really, really love Because speaking is fantastic that I make an impact for a lot of people's lives and maybe ignites their fire and make some changes in their lives so that they can do something. But coaching is more like holding their hands and having a bigger, longer lasting changes in them. And that's made me really, really, really happy for coaching people, seeing them achieving something they never thought was possible. So that's definitely something that I continue to do, speaking coaching. And on the side, I've got a couple of um, technology startup that I'm I'm working on to bring people together. <laughs> Exciting stuff, yeah. Did you ever? Um, you you mentioned the the Melbourne, the famous Melbourne lockdowns. Um, I, I'm not sure if I've still healed from them. <laughs> Did you ever have a temptation to maybe try and go back to a job um, that you previously had when when the chips weren't looking so so up? Of course, it came to my mind so many times because I've got two young kids, I've got a big mortgage and life is life, you know, it's not ideal, not that I want to, but sometimes I just need to do whatever it takes to to keep going, right? I can't let my kids starve, I need to feed them. And so there was a time that I considered, in fact, I think I applied for a few jobs even, <laughs> but at the same time, I felt like that's more. Let me keep trying. Let me try to do something more. And and I started to do coaching. Didn't really know what I was doing at the beginning, but I just tried to learn because that's another skill set. Like not only I need to know what I'm doing in terms of speaking and how to build a brand, like how do I teach what I know to other people is like another skill set that I need to learn. And then just like any business, it's not just a delivery. You know, you can be the best coach in the world you can be the best at whatever you do but if you don't know marketing then you'd like the world's best kept secret so I need to learn so many new knowledge about marketing how do I market myself how do I do sales how do I put myself out there to you know to get clients and I'm so glad that after a while it started to work and now I'm very proud to say I'm I'm happy to do to doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. And did you, in, in terms of these skills and, and acquiring them, so you mentioned marketing, sales, in, influencing skills, are you self-taught or did you have some people that helped you along the way I, and, and sort of lighted the path for you? 
I think I'm one of those people who get described as like personal development junkie. <laughs> that I enrolled way too many courses. Um, if you look at my browser, I saved them all the online resources portals. There are at least fifty different logins that I can go into and different courses. So, because I believe that um, people like really learning from people. And whatever we want to do, someone else done it before. So why reinvent the wheels, right? So we can self-taught, um, but we can also opt in for a faster track <laughs> that just, you know, enroll to their courses, get a few mentors, get a few um, coach to help me out and go, hey, what do I need to do? Can you help me to the next step and fast track my progress? Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, that the shortcut approach is so incredibly important because, you know, as you've mentioned, sales, marketing, probably social media as well, that stuff can take years and years and years to learn if you're just doing it, say, from a dictionary, so to speak. Um, so taking that shortcut is just so important. I've, yeah, I, I can relate because with the podcast, I don't come from any creative background whatsoever. I'm corporate sort of through and through finance background. But like you said, got to get the right people around, extract the right information quickly and discard what you don't need. Yes. Nice. What's what's your view on um on mindfulness? So particularly I asked that because, you know, coming onto a big stage Often I hear that you need to have certain breathing techniques or you need to really get your headspace in the right place. Have you ever employed any sort of mindful practices as part of your journey? I think everyone does it differently. Like I'm in like the green room and in the, you know, I see what other speakers do. Everyone does different things. Like there are people who watch stand-up comedy or fun things just to get themselves into a happy state and I've seen people doing like push-ups and star jumps to get their blood flowing and for me I I've got a few like get on stage routine that I do before I get on the stage one of the most important key elements is I've got a video that I watch that contains the testimonials from my clients and um you know, just a few things to remind me, why am I here? What am I doing here is to serve the audience and why, you know, to help them. So watching their testimonials and stuff, that really helps me to get into that serving state that I'm looking into. Yeah. And I guess what, what better feedback than to get something back from your clients? Yeah, fantastic. Kaylee, what do you reckon life would have been like if you didn't go on this journey, if you stayed in your previous position? It's not a bad life, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, I've got a reasonably good job as a financial planner. My husband works in the bank. We've got two beautiful sons. So it will, it will be an okay life, but I will always have that question of, can I achieve more? Like It's just like a little curiosity about... You know what else is there <laughs> in life? It was not a bad life. So, is your was... advice to basically? Yeah, so that was a seven out of ten life, I think. Eight out of ten, I guess. But now it's like really ten out of ten, and really, really happy. Uh, my advice is just go for it because now that's my mentality for lots of things as well. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be successful or not. But what I know is that if I don't try. It's always a no and a zero chance of success. And most importantly, when I look back 
you know, 30 years later, 40 years later, after I retire, I go, at least I try my best. Yeah, because you, you don't really want to live with that regret. You don't want to be old and crispy and then looking back and thinking, oh, I really wish I had have taken that chance. I really wish I had have started that business or started that venture, right? I don't think anyone looks back going, oh, I'm so glad I worked all those office, all those hours in an office, right? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, and you simply don't know. Just like I asked my grandpa one day about what's your favorite food because I want to take him out for dinner and all he's ever eaten was Chinese food. Like he literally doesn't even want to try anything else. So if I ask him what's your favorite cuisine, then it's Chinese. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, the I feel like life is a little bit better when you try Japanese. I love sushi and sashimi, you know, Mexican food, Italian food, and all those different beautiful cuisine. Then you can say that, oh, you know what, I still love Chinese food the best. Or you go, no, actually, I kind of like sushi too, you know, or Korean or whatever that is. And I think that's similar to life, that's nothing wrong to just eat rice and fried rice for the whole life but it's just better when there other food in there in the mix yeah definitely definitely i've traveled quite a bit to to quite a few countries in the world and in certain places you just know that if you try the local cuisine you probably will end up having a sore stomach it's just a fact of life but i'm always of the opinion that it's worth it because I'm on the other side of the world. I'm in this beautiful, exotic place. Someone has prepared this nice food for me. Okay, probably won't agree with me. But at the same time, that's what life is all about, right? Trying new things, experiencing the joys of of just living mm, and yes, yeah, experiencing. <laughs> just try. <laughs> you may or may not like it, but at least you've got the experience and you can tell a story if it's horrible <laughs> yeah definitely definitely coming back to to your actual hundred lunches with with the at the time strangers who was who was the most interesting person that you ended up having lunch with or even the most wow impactful? so many where do i start <laughs> i think there are lots of lunch one lead to another and there are lots of people impact me in a different way um, for example, I had lunch with this guy named Mark Chen and he was the one that helped me publish the book because I didn't even know that he does book publishing when I had lunch with him. And then only after he said, you know, did you know 10 years ago I did this and I can help you out with your book publishing? Okay, that was cool. And then after the book published, then he shared a post on his Facebook. Then his friend, Cheryl, um, contacted me and said, hey, I saw this post about you. Can you come and come to my office and do a little share with my few mentees? Because I thought that's interesting. And I said, sure, why not? I've never done speaking before. That was my very first public speaking. I thought there would only be like 10, 15 people max because that's what she told me. But I got there. There are 35 people in the room. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, little did I know that the managing director, Michael Russell, was sitting at the back watching the whole time. And he's like, you've got a very interesting story. Let's catch up for lunch. And after that, he gave me my very first corporate speaking job and he bought 100 copies of my book for, for his staff and that kicked off my speaking journey, really, like one connection lead to another, lead to another. And then after that, he said, you know, we got really, really good feedback for, from your speech. That's 
you know, everyone loves you. And then he started to call all his other CEO friends and go, hey, I know you have no idea who Kaylee Chu is, but if you're running an event, doing a conference, make sure you use Kaylee Chu for your next conference speaker. And because of that, I got like national tours and speaking tours and traveling around Australia, sharing my message. Wow. And because, you know, again, one connection changed change my life. And and then after that, then things become so much easier because once you've done it once, then people see you. And, and then I got many more speaking gigs after. So basically one Mark Chan led to Cheryl, led to Michael Russell, led to so many other people um, change my entire career. Wow. And, and your whole life, not just your career by the sounds of it, you know, hearing hearing about your son and how he's already killing it at nine years old. <laughs> yes. So really, really unexpected journey, but you never know who is the person that's going to change your life and just keep meeting people. <laughs> Opportunities lies in relationships I think that's another thing like now everyone's talking about AI and chat GPT and stuff but there are a few things that AI cannot replace like relationships authentic relationships conversations and things like that um so I think that makes one-on-one -on -one lunch even more special nowadays yeah yeah you're really demonstrating the the power of human connection here um and and I agree AI is it's a hot topic at the moment for good or bad reasons but at this point in time, I can't see it replacing human connections, at least mm. not wholesale. And I'm going to grasp onto this as, as as long as I can. I'm going to be that old dude in like 50 years time that just rejects technology and just sticks with the full uh, human connection. Not rejecting technology. I mean, I love ChatGPT. It's, it's got its merit. Like it helps with the productivity. It can help me turn information into tables and it helps with the initial um research and you can even ask him to hey i'm working with these people can you tell me you know the top 10 pain points for for them for this group of demographic people like it gives me lots of great ideas or the first draft of something but definitely not yet replacing human or our work but it's it's a good little tool to increase efficiency and productivity i'm happily using it <laughs> yeah yeah i guess um i guess the key word there is it's it's a tool it's not a mm. full replacement of a human, or at least hopefully it's not for, for most functions, but it is a tool that, that we use in order to, to better our outcomes and, and lead to better, better outcomes. <laughs> and Kaylee, for those, for those of us that, that may be lacking in self-confidence or you know, maybe lacking the confidence to, to get up on a stage or even to speak up in a meeting, what would be the best advice that you could give them, let's say on a step-by-step -step basis of how they can start to overcome that? I'd say maybe starting small, <laughs> like the comfort zone thing and the courage. When I first started, it was literally just one lunch with one stranger at a time. And then one day my stranger brought another another friend so I had lunch with two strangers and I'm feeling okay talking to two people and then slowly I go to networking events and slowly I get on stage to read off a script as an MC and then became a speaker and then and then I did like stand-up comedy <laughs> for example but then if you told me that I'm gonna do stand-up comedy five years ago I'd be like no this is crazy but small little steps you know from one person to two people, two small groups, and it's just little steps that's helped me to get 
more and more confident. So basically setting little goals, achieving those goals, then setting the next little goal. And then over time, it actually starts to snowball until the goals that you're setting are quite lofty, like international speaking or national speaking, right? Yes. One step at a time. I think that's an Australian saying, right? How do you eat an elephant? <laughs> One bite at a time. Have you have you not heard of that before? <laughs> I'm not sure I've never <laughs> eaten an heard? elephant. <laughs> no, I think that's no. an Australian... No? <laughs> I don't know who told me that, but I thought, okay, yeah. Not that I've eaten an elephant before and or planning to, but that's the saying. The, the... That's the, how you do it, right? <laughs> if you have to. Okay. Um, the the one that I've heard is how do you run a marathon one step at a time? <laughs> okay, we, we we got the idea. <laughs> I think we got the idea definitely. <laughs> and Kaylee, have you um in terms of uh in terms of the students that you have um that you have coached, have you actually been able to transform their lives like from a confidence perspective and and for them hitting their goals? Like, have you spawned? Other Kaylee Chews in the world that are now um, yes, um, a few of them that I am very very proud of. That I've got students that's you know left their job and speaking and doing workshops full time and yeah, or you know just sharing their message, whatever the message is, and helping other people through the power of their words. Yes, absolutely, and very very proud of them. Must be no better feeling. <laughs> yes because there are only so much that I can help. Like I, I can help people to build their confidence and, you know, through a variety of different tools that, that I, you know, that I share and help them to craft speeches and things like that. But I can't help everyone because I don't have the wisdom or the knowledge or experience that other people have, but I can empower them so that they can help more people. So I help them to help more people and that makes me really, really happy. Yeah, I can see um, I can see your events and 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 what you post on LinkedIn and stuff, and yeah, the numbers are are, are pretty awesome. So good on you. I think I think you're you're very inspiring, and um and you've got some great positive messages to share. So if anyone's listening out there, please have a look at Kaylee on the internet. You you won't be disappointed. And Kaylee, just on that note, how can the audience contact you if they want to get in touch? What's the best form? I'm most medium? active on Facebook. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I feel like I, I've got my community on Facebook, but I'm on all social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. So just search my name, Kaylee Chu, K-A-L-E-Y-C-H-U, or just type 100 lunches. I think you should be able to find me on social media and send me a message. I promise I'll reply. <laughs> Excellent. And yeah, I, I think... Uh... I think I owe you a lunch, Kaylee. So my shout when we catch up next, we'll uh, we'll we'll use that rain check from 2019. Maybe. Thank you. I'll I'll take I'll take that. I look forward to our lunch. <laughs> Excellent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, that gets us to a wrap for episode nine. Been really really insightful catching up with you, Kaylee. Um, you know we've covered all about public speaking, how to build confidence, exiting your comfort zone, and definitely that supreme power of human connection and what it what it can truly create and where it can actually take your career and and life for that matter so thank you very much for sharing your journey with us today and yeah can't wait to, to have <laughs> thank that you so much daniel thanks for having me today you're most welcome most welcome and dear listeners if you've enjoyed this episode i would really really appreciate your support share the love spread the knowledge Tell your friends, tell your boss, subscribe, comment, like, all that good stuff. It does really make a huge difference and allows me to 
connect with other amazing guests and deliver more goodness to you. So you can find more episodes at dancingwithdoubt.com and on my YouTube channel. And as usual, I'll have my monthly blog up soon, reflecting on my conversations with guests and giving a little gratitude back. Thanks for lending me your ears wherever in the world you are. Till next time, may success be with you.